0: Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Sports, Nonsense, and Whiskey. Got Pinky here with me today. Zach is out of town on his yearly fly fishing trip with some other buddies. He ditched us, so we're going to have to run a twosome instead of a threesome. Sad, but happy for Zach. He needed the time. He needed the time. And as usual, Caleb is here rocking the one-twos for everybody. (laughs) So we'll get into it. September 30th, as I said. We're going to... Talk our normal sports, probably be a little nonsense heavy this week just because of some events that transpired over the last week and weekend. And we'll hit you with uh, as much sports knowledge as we can when we get to that and go from there. So I want to throw a quick shout out to our new theme song for the show. We've got uh, some new music coming your guys' way and uh, it's by Reason the Citizen. Uh, So we want to throw a shout out to him for allowing us to use his uh, tunes to bring us in and out of every show going forward. Thanks a lot, my man. It sounds awesome. You guys will enjoy it. It, It's sweet. It's sweet. If you don't like it, I I can't help you. So that's just (laughs) going to be your deal. Uh, We also, as usual, have a nice little uh, whiskey to sip on, a little two-finger action going. And uh, tonight we're going local. Colorado zone, 300 Days of Shine and uh, got a little peach cobbler that they make and uh, I must say it's rather smooth and delicious.
1: It is delicious. So we're gonna sip on that. I guess to start out let's talk a little bit about the weekend. We had some sports that happened over the weekend. Our Nuggets finally decided to bow out. It was a tough game five to watch. I didn't watch all All of it. But while I was at the the bar watching the UFC fights, I did catch some of it. And it was really tough to see, you know, the Nuggets had some opportunities. But every time they needed a bucket, they couldn't get it to save their lives. It was just the sporting cast didn't really come, didn't show up that game. Young team, a lot of growth in the bubble,
0: which was really nice to see. Um, You know, I, I still believe overall they are a better team. But when you've got the greatest player in the league at this point in time, and a solid Robin with him in AD, it's gonna I mean, be really hard to
1: beat that. AD is also a top five player too. So I'm
0: not gonna put him top five. I, I won't go that high. But he's, up he's, there. he's He's
1: good. He's 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 definitely good. It's very um, debatable.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's something we can get into. Uh, you know, as the uh, NBA season starts rolling back around. Uh, like we said, we're kind of football heavy. Middle of the football season, right in the heart of it. A lot of other sports going on. You got hockey just finished. Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Um, Hockey bubble was pretty sweet to watch. Playoff hockey is always intense, always amazing. Uh, Basketball ran through their thing. Baseball playoffs started. Uh, It's never had everything going on all at once. So it's been a pretty intense fall to say the least. It's
1: pretty crazy to have all of these, you know, we're going to have these championships, even though they, maybe they have an asterisk on them, but uh, really cool to see. And um, just really good to see that all the teams have been keeping themselves safe. You know, keeping the players safe. The bubble has definitely helped. You know, it worked for hockey. I don't know if they had any COVID cases up there in Edmonton.
0: Yeah, I. I what was it? Edmonton and Vancouver. Edmonton and Montreal. I can't remember exactly where the two host cities were. Um, but yeah, I, I. I think they they went scot free with any issues. The NBA went scot free with any issues. So that bubble definitely did what it was supposed to do and allowed them to finish their season. So I, th-
1: I think the NFL is discussing contingency plans to have the playoffs in a bubble.
0: They're going to need to figure out something because part of the nonsense that hit here recently was the fact that we had a positive COVID test uh, from the Tennessee Titans. And that game is now, well, I should say their game with Pittsburgh this weekend is now been put on hold. Sounds like it might play Monday or Tuesday. Um, nobody else on any other teams has tested positive so
1: far, so... They said the Vikings, who had just played the Titans, have come out. Um, All tests have been negative. Yep. So it looks like it didn't spread to them. Um, They haven't had any reports on where the COVID came from these Titans players. So we don't know if it was from travel or for one of them maybe going outside on an evening. We don't know yet. But it'll be interesting to see kind of what the fallout is of that. And it, it just comes back to... You know, at the beginning during training camp, every team was there from, like, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's hard to go out and do anything because you're tired. You don't want to, right? So, but now during the season when you have an off day and you have some time, you're not there all day, there is time to maybe go out and, you know, have some fun. Well, and you got these young
0: dudes with a lot of money who have the ability to kind of go and do what they've always wanted to do. And I'm not going to fault them for wanting to go out if they want to, because you only have so much time on this earth. And if you got a chance to live it up a little bit, granted you'd like to see them be as safe as possible while they do
1: it, but I'm not faulting anybody if they want to go live their life a little bit. So the other thing, uh, I did watch the UFC fight Saturday night. If you're not a huge UFC fan, I'll just tell you, watch the next Israel Adesanya fight. This guy is crazy cool. If you were a fan of Anderson Silva... He's like Anderson Silva 2.0. He is so fun to watch. He's got a swag about him. and uh, I, I, It's hard to say, but this dude
0: might have even more swag than Conor McGregor when he was on the scene doing his thing. When he walks out to the ring, Adesanya looks like he is in a good mood
1: and ready to put in some work. He's ready to put out an ass swooping, and that's what he does. And he did. He, he caught the guy just perfect after he kicked him in the leg like 15 times. And then he catches him with one, and the guy just starts stumbling back. And he was done for. As soon as his legs could not hold him after he started stumbling backwards. You start chopping, it's inevitable, that it's going to come down eventually. So So check out the next time that guy fights. I would definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, um, uh, Some other nonsense to talk about. I was actually able to get tickets to the Broncos-Bucks game. They brought the town of, town of South Park in attendance with you. Oh man, that was probably the best part of the game, and they kept doing like the they kept showing each part of the South Park crowd, and they even showed like they had a huge cutout of Satan. That was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. That was really good. That's probably the best part of the game of itself was was seeing that. Um, I just wanted to speak on a little bit. I will say that was the best game experience I've ever had. No traffic. No, no lines, no bathroom lines, no food lines. <laughs> <laughs> the game sucked, but it was not a good game, especially if you're a Broncos fan. It was really fun to just be there. I was front row on the club level, uh, with my wife and one of my good buddies, Sam, and we just had a really good time enjoying the experience. Not a great time at the game. You know, the game itself wasn't great. Watching a uh, bad QB play. Um, is really hard to watch, and it made me want to clear, you know, claw my eyes out. I booed a lot, and I'm not really much of a booer, but I just was like, the offensive game plan was horrible. They didn't help the guy out, and the guy literally was just like, I keep getting hit every play. Would somebody help me? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want to boo you, knowing you booed your own team. I'm I not, did. I can't. I you know
0: now. I watched the game from home, not not in the stands in person, so my perspective and what I saw might be a little different than what Pinky saw at the game. But to be honest, it didn't look like the uh, coaching staff or the offensive line did Driscoll any favors, and the fact that he got pulled
1: was mind-boggling so to me. I, I watched multiple sacks where he had time, and there was a guy in the middle of the field wide open, and he just he, he just couldn't make the throws. And again, sometimes you got to stand in there and take that licking and throw that ball. And he was gun shy, and I I get it, and it's unfortunate. But as a paying customer, and you watch that, <laughs> it's just like, are we really? Is this the best we could do? You know,
0: it's tough. I saw a stat, and I, I sent this to Pinky as soon as I saw it. The Broncos now have roughly fifty-two million dollars in salary now out for the season.
1: After uh, Tuesday, it's fifty-four million.
0: That that's absurd. They're shut it down, shut it down now, let's start a petition, I'm going to I'm gonna slam the table on this until it happens that this trust needs to be gone, the team needs to be finally sold or allow one of the Bolin um, kids to finally take it over like they should have years ago already, in my opinion. But top dudes, Elway uh, included, don't want to relinquish that power and think it's their team. And I think at this point in time, watching what continues to happen where I – seem to feel it's a constant repeating pattern since paint Banning left that this is not going to get any better anytime soon with this current well, current uh, regime in place
1: i i've i'm I've been very like let's stick out with Vangio he's a good defensive coach the defense the team actually usually is competitive this was a week that they were not but it's hard to overcome certain injuries. I mean, they had a chance but, to even
0: be in that game.
1: But the uh, the biggest thing, I'm just like, you know what? At the end of the year, let's get rid of Angio. Let's go hire Eric Bieganek from the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. And we he can do some cool stuff with bring all these pieces. Bring him back to Colorado. Pieces. Yeah. Bring him back to CU. I no, I don't.
0: I, let's. I didn't want to mention that name. We, we can leave that out. But bringing him back to Colorado, I think, would be a genius move. But at the same time, again, Elway has to be gone. Because until Elway's gone, it feels like everybody has to do what Elway wants from the box rather than what they want to do from the sideline.
1: I I don't feel like until the team ownership situation is is put together, I don't think they're going to have the stones to get rid of him.
0: They won't. They absolutely won't because Ellis and Elway are are golfing buddies and everything else.
1: His last three drafts have been really good. So he's had that going for him. Unfortunately, this year he's got injury bugs. He does have a coach. I think Vangio's a great coach for a veteran team he's probably a bad coach for a young team i don't even agree with that
0: i think he is a coordinator i think uh you know he's he's shown through the first year and three weeks of his tenure that he will be playing to not lose rather than playing to win he doesn't look like he's going to ever take those shots or those chances that championship teams will usually have the opportunities a couple times a year to take advantage of and because of that, I just, you know, he's got that that old school defensive mind, bend but don't break. And in today's NFL, with the offensive firepower that's going around, I don't ever see that bend but not break mentality being able to win.
1: See, already talking about a lot of nonsense because I didn't even want to spend that much time on this game, but here we are. Well, that's probably <laughs> enough time on that
0: game, honestly. We don't even need to mention the other team they played because they beat us and it is what it is. And Thursday night... Gonna be honest, guys, I got other plans and I'm not that disappointed about it that I won't see the game. I'll catch some highlights, but you know, it's the Jets and Broncos, and at no point in time this season am I excited about either one of those teams. I
1: will watch that game because it may be the only win we get in the next three or four weeks.
0: That that is true. That is true. That is true. Because
1: you know what? The Jets and even the team, the players, I feel like they want Adam Gase gone. Oh, gone. And how do you get Adam Gase gone? you completely let a crappy team like the Broncos score 30 points on you and Adam Gase will be gone.
0: Could that finally be the dagger? In the that back? could be the dagger.
1: And they're wearing black jerseys on Thursday. Hmm. Oh, It's like having a funeral. Oh. It's like they know.
0: Ooh, it's coming that quickly. It Interesting. I heard tomorrow. him actually, we said we we're going to be done, but funny enough I just saw a quote from him basically dissing his quarterback and saying Sam's got things to work on and needs to do better and improve. and the first thought that came to my mind was put him in a position that's going to allow him to show those talents. And when you're calling plays that look suspect and you're supposed to be some offensive genius and you have a semblance of an offensive line, I'm not really sure what you expect your franchise quarterback to do. they
1: They had two starters out for their last game. And I think they might have three starters out for the Broncos game. So it's not going to get much better. Thankfully the Broncos can't really do much uh, against they can stop the run and that's about it right now. So at least they've got that going. But I think the Jets are going to roll over and get Adam Gase out of town.
0: It would be a very positive move from the players.
1: <laughs> I think they'll probably play better once Adam Gase is out of there. Fair I I would not disagree with that. Not that, that they're at all. playing with a whole lot. No, they are no. I am I would almost I mean, if if it's a a bet on bet MGM. I might look at putting the Jets with the worst record to get the number one pick. I would probably put money on that right now. Wouldn't be uh, a poorly placed bet by any means. I don't think so. I think no, they're yeah. gonna get number one. Well, the Broncos might have something to say to that, through no fault of their own. But Broncos might be two or three.
0: We'll 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 see. We we'll, we will see. But the nonsense will keep coming because, I mean, the fact that Pinky got to be in the game with the entire town of South Park. It shows you right there how this week was starting off. And they were half price. So oh, it was even better. Brilliant.
1: Absolutely brilliant. There was only 150 tickets for sale. I got three of them. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous.
0: That uh, That's all that was allowed
1: in so, the stadium. Moving on to other games of week three. Um... I don't think we got to talk too much about the Colts and Jets. Colts looked okay, but they were playing the Jets, so yeah, it's hard to evaluate
0: that. I mean, you know, Jonathan Toolman Taylor looks like he's going to start running with that job and being the center point of that offense. So they'll start doing some things. They're they're losing guys left and right too. I mean, Campbell looked electric the first week. Uh, started off the second week, really nice, and then quickly went down. Pittman's now down uh, with, with an injury, and it, they're not saying how long he's going to be out. So now they're down to T.Y., who's notorious for not staying very healthy anyways. So it's hard to say what kind of wide receiver core they're going to have in a couple weeks. It's
1: going to be tough for them to stay competitive. Um, thankfully, they play in the South, which right now Texans are 0-3. You've got the Titans, who are 3-1. and So you just got that. you got the Jags, who are 0-3. So they don't have a lot to fight there but uh, they do need to keep winning a couple ball games.
0: It wouldn't surprise me if Phillip Rivers isn't the quarterback by the end of the season. And I could actually see Eason getting promoted over Brissette to see what they might have in him too, just because they're obviously not high in Jacoby. I don't know and I could that, see them friend. keeping him as the backup, throwing Eason out to the Wolves to see if he is anything to be working with in the future. Because honestly, I thought Rivers was a good move to placehold them for a couple years, and he is now looking like... He's lost a lot on that arm in the offseason uh, from last year, and that's probably well, why some of those interceptions I, are happening. I
1: don't know what tape they watched from last year that said he was a good quarterback, but, uh, you know, that just, that's why they only gave him one year. It was only yeah, one year.
0: exactly, and that's why I could see the, the Eason thing happening later in the year just as a, do we even have anything that we can work with going forward? Or are we getting in that conversation and moving up for one of these quarterbacks? So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But but Pinky's right. That that uh that AFC South is wide open in a sense. Uh, but at the same time, it looks like the Titans might pull away with it. So we'll have to see how that unfolds. My,
1: my shocker of the week, and we won't hopefully spend a whole lot of time on this game, but the Thursday night game, Dolphins versus Jags. How did Gardner... Literally do nothing against the Dolphins. I was really disappointed. I was so hyped up. I was like, I'm gonna watch this game. Gardner's gonna do two to three touchdowns. He's the man. He's gonna make it happen. And garbage.
0: Here's what I think about the Dolphins. While they may not have the talent just yet to compete, I really do feel that they brought in the right dude for that job. Oh, and, they're well and Flores, yes, Flores and, and the staff he's put together might turn into the first Bill Belichick protege to have a solid career in the NFL as a head coach? Is there another one? Am I missing somebody? I mean,
1: you can kind of say Bill O'Brien is a decent head coach. He's just a horrible GM. Bill O'Brien's from that tree, so he gets uh, yeah. A little bit you know what? That
0: might be true. If he was left to just head coach, he has had a and fairly solid. game. I mean,
1: I would at least say Romeo Cornell is no been foolish, not yeah. head coach, but he's at least a decent coordinator. coordinator that but came we're, from
0: we're that talking tree. about guys that come from the tree and then get get their job, get get the chance to run the team. So then that's, that's pretty, pretty much Bill home. O'Brien. Yeah, and I think even looking at it now, I
1: think and Flores
0: f- makes O'Brien look like. A sack of potatoes that you I really mind. like
1: Flores I think Florence is another guy that I think I would definitely root for going forward just like I do I root for Sean McDermott I think he's a great coach we'll talk more about that yeah yeah I think it'll be interesting to watch the Dolphins do you think Tua gets a shot this year at all or do they redshirt him oh Tua's playing
0: you think so I Tua's mean playing. it wouldn't be bad to kind of pull an Aaron Rodgers type situation with him and let that hit be fully healed Completely no issues whatsoever. The strength fully come back. FitzTragic isn't playing bad, and you don't necessarily want to have a solid season where you don't get a higher draft pick.
1: They'll they'll plan it well on when Tua comes in, but Tua's going to play. It's going to happen.
0: All right. Well, I mean, another, another interesting storyline that'll be fun to watch, especially because we both feel like the Dolphins are... Not a bad team. They just don't have what they need to get over the hump
1: yet. They don't have depth. They don't really have playmakers in a lot of positions that you need to be you know, competitive.
0: I'll agree. I think they got two solid wide receivers. As much as I don't want to say that about Devontae Parker, it looks like he might have finally figured it out. Preston Williams is coming around. It's only his second year, and he missed half of the season last year. And Jaceki looks like he's a serviceable tight end. So they're, they're starting to put some things together there where they might be able to do something. So it'll be interesting to see. But, you know, again, they're in the AFC East, so... There, there's a lot of growth that still needs to happen.
1: Let's go through some quick ones here. Um, Brown Washington versus Browns. Chase Young got hurt early. Um, Baker was okay through two touchdowns. They ran the ball really well. Again, anytime you run and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are running and do well, you got a good chance to win that game. Well, and Chubb
0: is looking, in my personal opinion at this point in the NFL season, is looking like the best running back in the NFL
1: debatable i mean there is still
0: aaron jones playing really well playing really really well but i also think he plays with a better quarterback that opens up the lanes for him a little bit more that's why i believe chubb is actually slight edge over him because he's running probably more eight-man boxes than aaron jones sees.
1: You're you're not wrong um anything else on the browns i mean they won they they sacked the quarterback quite a bit haskins looks like garbage i would not be shocked if you know, they replace him at the end of the season.
0: I, I am still so undecided on Haskins if it's, again, he's got to learn a new system this year already in his second year in the league, if it's not a lot of offensive line help from him to be able to, as a rookie, get some time to read something, or if he's just never going to develop. The dude played, what, 12 college starts somewhere in that neighborhood, and that's all he had before he came out. So, so. I mean,
1: unfortunately for him, he played at Ohio State where every his guys were wide open. So he literally just had to throw it, and they were wide open. So he didn't really have to work on reading defenses, where now he does have to do that. And you see some things from him, you're like, okay, wow, that's a great throw. And then you see things, you're just like, what just happened? Yes. What yes. did you just do? God, my blind grandmother can make a throw better than that.
0: That is that's is very true. Now, it does look like their, their rookie, Antonio Gibson, might be starting to take that lead back roll, and they're giving him a little bit more run and letting those two veterans who are just journeymen to begin with, taking more of a back seat. so if they can really get a running game going finally, that could help to see whether or not he's got what it takes. I
1: mean, we, we can all agree, Washington is one of those teams, on defense they have some pieces, especially with Ron Rivera, the offense still needs some help, and really the best thing for them would be to lose and get a top five pick.
0: Yeah, the more depth and talent that you could put around some of these younger pieces, but, especially, I mean, you got... You got McLaren sitting there. He's looking like the legit number one. I would take
1: all three quarterbacks this year over Haskins, no questions asked.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) It would be hard to pass on one of those guys for sure. And then you got, I mean, just to throw it out there, there there could be four or five, maybe six quarterbacks coming out this year. There's at
1: least probably four that I would feel confident over. I mean, Derek
0: King is looking fire to start the season. You got Costello now out of nowhere playing under the leech. And just going mad scientist on everybody and throwing six hundred plus passing yards which on LSU, is,
1: which is probably why with Leach, I mean he'll he'll probably still go fourth or fifth round. Uh, uh, that, that always counts against the guy. Agreed, agreed. But when you start looking at some of the talent that's
0: starting to show itself now that we finally have a little bit of college football to look at, this could be another huge draft class for quarterbacks. And over the last ten years, we've had two or three of those. So to have another one this this quickly of a turnaround could really put this draft class on a different level as far as first round talent available. Which
1: which is good when we start you know talking about some of the older quarterbacks. You got Brady, you got Breeze, you got Rivers, you got Rodgers. Those guys are getting a little bit older. They're going to be Roethlisberger. They're going to be moving out of the league. You definitely need that new blood to take over. So it'll be good to see some of that. Let's uh, move on another one we don't have to spend a lot of time 49ers versus Giants I will say I will give a lot of credit to Kyle Shanahan are oh, you gonna you gonna you gonna come around just a little bit on this now I love Kyle Shanahan I do and yeah I wish he was a Broncos head coach I wish it well oh it, it was foolish to go
0: VJ uh, right. at the time nobody understood it but, but it happened
1: you know he's a good coach because again at the end of the day they were down tons of starters their offense didn't miss a beat now again the Giants are nothing to write about their defense really has no playmakers so it wasn't something that was really hard to do. But on defense, they literally got th- – and, again, our stats guy isn't here, so give me a little <laughs> exception. I know they got at least three or four turnovers from the Giants, and they just basically that snowball got turning in, and it just came too much for the Giants to overcome.
0: I think the 49ers, like I said, have the depth and the coaching to weather this storm, and as long as they can get some of these guys back, they're still going to be in the hunt for that Super
1: Bowl at the end of the season. Against a good team, I don't think the outcome's the same. But they were playing the Giants.
0: Yeah, they did what they're supposed to do against their opponent. They didn't. They didn't just barely win.
1: They they beat them down. So, I got a I got an alert here. Joe Burrow did not lose this week.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm only laughing because the fact that the Bengals are are putting together a respectable season and are for the most part in each game they're at least
1: competitive and enjoyable to watch.
0: Yeah, it it makes Burrow look like the real deal. And for anybody who said he only did it for one season at LSU and he had all this talent I mean, he's he's putting together, Bengals had talent last year and they couldn't get anything out of their quarterback play. And now he's making it look like it was just the quarterback that they needed. And it's not like they got a great offensive line either. But he's still putting people in position to make plays.
1: He's he's pretty sharp. When I what I've watched of him, he just puts the ball. He gets rid of the ball quick. He puts it where it's supposed to be. He's got good footwork. He's gonna be I, I, I think he's gonna be legit. I'm I'm definitely betting on Burrow to be good. I will agree. I'm just and I know the Eagles, their like whole old line is like decimated. I know it's tough, but I mean where's Wentz's mobility? Why isn't, why isn't Wentz moving? I'm starting to feel like Wentz has
0: Garrett Carr syndrome.
1: He he does. He's folding like a chair.
0: Well, it's not just folding like a chair. It's deer in headlights at all time because you're scared where that next hit's coming from. And there's nothing you can do to stop it from happening. So it's, yeah, I can hang in the pocket and throw a ball. But it, do I want to do that 30 times a game?
1: I really think, and I didn't watch a lot of this because I was in the stadium, but I did see a couple couple drives, that um, Peterson's gotten away from using the run game. And I know they've you know had some injuries. Sanders hasn't been 100%. They have to have a run game right now to take some of that pressure off of Wentz to get him in those third and short so where he could run or could just throw a short pass for a first down.
0: I agree. I, I do agree that the the coaching staff could do a little bit more to help him. Um, you know, you lose Goddard now, though, so you can't really run those two tight end sets to keep one into chip and the other one to run the route. Um, you, you also you also wonder if Wentz is the real deal. I know he looked like the front runner MVP a couple of years ago. Last year was looking pretty solid too, and then injured, playoff run cut short, but. At some point in time, if you are that guy, you have to do something to pick your team up, whether the, the talent is around you or not. And he's just not showing that and, this year for whatever reason.
1: And he did a decent job of that last year with no offensive weapons. Now, the line was still okay, but he didn't have any weapons to throw to. And he still led them to the playoffs. So, there's that. He's he's still that guy. I just don't know if it's the the offensive system right now, the O-line. I, just, I remember when he was on that MVP season, they ran the ball really well and he was then able to get those small short you know oh yeah i feel like they were
0: they were the mcveigh offense before mcveigh offense uh you know they really they're a a power run team that takes advantage of the passes off of those bootlegs off of those um rpo type of plays and not seeing a lot of that
1: this year for whatever reason so, moving on after that, uh, Panthers versus Chargers. Chargers were six-and-a-half-point favorites, and they got smashed. The defense is just not looking like
0: people expected them, at least not what I expected to see from them.
1: I don't know the extent of the injury, but I know they just put Chris Harris on IR. I don't know if that was a short three-week thing or I don't think Chris what? Harris
0: has really anything to talk about. He's a, he's a third cornerback now in the league. There's a reason the Broncos were willing to let him walk because it wasn't just the money. They knew that that step had been lost, and they were more than willing to allow him to go somewhere else because what he was asking for was nowhere near what he's worth anymore.
1: Which is still funny because he took less money to play for the Chargers.
0: Yeah, it let, hey, you want to talk about the Broncos did you wrong, you at some point got to admit to yourself that you're not the same player you were. He had a solid, solid eight years where he was considered, by respectable pundits, one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Uh, Didn't get a lot of mention usually, but when you really broke down the numbers, he was up in the top of that list.
1: Yeah, the worst thing for him, he took that team-friendly deal, and then he wanted to get paid at the end of it, and his skills weren't quite where it needed to be to, to get paid.
0: Yeah, and I'm sorry, but as an NFL player, you got to know that the time to take the money is that second deal. So, and if you're not going to take money on that second deal, you're probably not getting paid again.
1: I was pretty sure the Panthers were going to get rolled in this game, especially without McCaffrey. They come out and win. I like that Matt Rule, man. He's he's definitely putting his players in position to be successful. And um, they, they might not win a whole lot of games, but they should be competitive.
0: Agreed. And he's running the new age NFL offense. We want quick, we want run, and we take advantage of big plays off of that. And Teddy Bridgewater wasn't getting a lot of love to start the season. Uh, Known as more of a short yardage thrower, I think would be fair to say. Uh, Not usually a big shot guy, but I think the more he gets comfortable in this offense, and they have some weapons. So I think as the season progresses, that offense could start looking a lot more dangerous to some people. I don't
1: know if it'll ever be like really, really great, but it's at least competitive in their scoring points. Um, easy one to move on from. Let's go. Um, I didn't see a lot of the game. They didn't really show it. Lions versus Cardinals where the Cardinals were also six point favorites in this one. Um, it Cardinals came out looking a little flat, looked like one of those. Did, were they, were they buying into the hype? Uh,
0: You know, it's hard to say. It, It could just be one of those weeks in the NFL where, you're gonna have a tough matchup even if you don't expect it. And they still walked away from it with a W. So I think uh Kyler Murray's still looking really good. He had he had one run that his quickness was absurd. And I think it was only like a 25-30-yard dash, but the dude just out of nowhere decided to move and was gone. So continue to watch him play, and then Andy Isabella out of nowhere. Comes and catches, I think it was like four or five balls and two touchdowns. And now I'm seeing Nook might be nicked up. He's a little nicked up. Hard to say what he'll look like this week. Um, Kirk still looks like he's probably going to be out. Isabella, in in small amounts of playing time, has looked pretty solid. So that could be something to watch if they can get a, a third receiver to really step up and put pressure on the defense. Starts opening up that run game more, and then Murray becomes even more dangerous. Now, on the Lions' side, I don't know what Patrice is doing. Karrion Johnson has never looked amazing. He's been serviceable and solid. Adrian Peterson is running like Adrian Peterson always does. He's going to get you, if you give him 20 carries, he's probably going to get you 80 to 100 yards. Dude is solid. But you have this rookie that you drafted in Swift who's supposed to be an explosive playmaker, and he drops the touchdown week one. And now all of a sudden it looks like they're shying away from him as far as trying to let him get going in the offense. Hawkinson is hit and miss. So whatever they, their play calling is doing is mind-boggling Stafford's to me. Be.
1: Stafford's never been great at hitting the tight end anyways.
0: I'm not going to disagree with that from, from history. He, he hasn't been a big tight end guy. But is that more him or the fact that they never really had a tight end like a Hawkinson to play
1: call for? A little bit of both, but they don't really like – he's always looking for that deep shot. And I I think
0: that's a product of what their offense has always been for whatever reason. Let's let's do short, 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 and then try a bomb. And they've lucked out because they had Megatron to do that with, and now they've got Galladay who's doing the same thing.
1: The only thing I saw from this is it's just like another week we keep delaying that Patricia firing. Like I feel like it's coming this year, and this is, you know, every time they win, it's going to delay it just a little bit more. I don't think he's... He's not a bad defensive coordinator. Their defense has at least been serviceable most times. They're just not he's just not a head coach.
0: Yeah, I fully agree with that. I think there's rumors, rumblings. I don't quite know what to call it. I'm not in the Detroit area getting to hear the really boots on the ground talk, but I think there's some people really kind of thinking the Ford family needs to be gone. And that would be a very interesting situation if that kind of continued to build. I could just get passed down and passed down for God knows how many generations, but at this point in time,
1: you know, it's always comes from the top. Yep. The Ford family hasn't been great at running that team. Um, Jimmy Haslam hasn't been great at running the Browns Um, right now. The Broncos trust is not doing the greatest job, right? Elway has really no checks and balances. He's in full control. Right. So um, when it comes down to that, sometimes you need a change. Now getting it out of the Ford name, who's owned it, you know, pretty much since they started in perpetuity. I mean, I, I don't know about going that far, but they they need to they need to get everything straightened out. Worst they case, Mrs. Ford. Are.
0: Yeah, worst case, Mrs. Ford needs to allow somebody a little bit younger to start making some decisions because what she's made so far has
1: not worked out in anybody's favor. What about uh, Texan Steelers?
0: I I will give a shout out to Zach. Because he was partially correct last week in the fact that Deontay Johnson would not be effective. Now, he said it would be because of Roby guarding him and not getting knocked out from a no.
1: concussion. <laughs> a concussion will take care of your effectiveness real yes, quick. Yes,
0: absolutely. But he did will allow him to say that he called Deontay Johnson not being effective. Now, did Roby do anything after that? No, I don't really think so. I think Pittsburgh is just... Juju still
1: had a hell of a game. Yeah,
0: and, well, I mean, you know, where did Roby go after that? So, um, I, I don't know the, the snap count. I don't know the percentage, but you know he was on him at some point, and he got smoked.
1: So, I think Zach was wrong about Roby. So, I feel bad for the Texans. They've played the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers, which are probably the best three teams in the NFL. You could probably say the Bills are up there, too, but just...
0: You in know, the NFL this,
1: or the AFC? AFC, sorry. Okay, I want to... Well, about to about to do a little pew pew, but we'll, we'll we'll calm down there. best teams in the AFC right now, they've played all three of them and they are now zero and three. Didn't see anything surprising. They did lead in the game for quite a while. I did see that, um, but at the end of the day, they they came up short. Which... I think they've been competitive of all three games. Honestly, I
0: mean they haven't they haven't just been smoked mm, out. They didn't they necessarily have a chance. They were smoked out in the Chiefs game. Uh, what was uh, it Was like 20. Most they were never in garbage, contention, though. I will say. That but was garbage time. They still de- To me, it didn't look like the Chiefs just destroyed them. It just looked like Texan wasn't playing very well. They destroyed them. Hey, to each their own. I will say, they though, after them. this last Monday night game, Chiefs are the team to beat again. Yeah, we're, we're getting to that. Uh, Titans-Vikings. Zach and Pinky are wrong about the Vikings. I- I'm going to say that right now. I do not think they are out of it by any means just yet. They had a really bad week, and then they came back with a pretty good week. So, still a lot of time to turn around. Again, seven teams are making the playoffs this year.
1: Seven. I just think a lot of their changes on defense, because Mike Zimmer is a good coach. He's a great defensive coach, but they had a lot of turnover on defense. They did. A lot of turnover. They did. And right now, the offense, which did actually put up, I want to say, again, Done all the stats. I think it put up at least thirty points. I, I was gonna say it was over thirty. Um, so that's run pretty, game looked real good and pretty pretty now good. Justin Jefferson looks like he is gonna be a real deal too. If they keep throwing, but again, sometimes they don't let Kirk Cousins throw the ball. And again, so I I think you've gotta you just gotta trust him to make plays. At the end of the day, I, I agree. Take the reins off of him, Kubiak. Let him just try to make plays. Again, if you're running the ball effectively, I got no problem with you running the ball. But at the end of the day, you have to trust your quarterback's going to make the plays you call. I think if the Vikings want to win, you got to go with the, you like that?
0: Kirk Cousins. And that's the Kirk Cousins you need to allow to play. And if you're going to take that from him, he starts creating more mistakes for himself. He tries which, to do too much. But when you let him get to that, you like that status. That, which, that That's where I think he can be a very solid quarterback.
1: Which, when Justin Jefferson has everything figured out, it might be easier to do that. without. They miss Stefan Diggs. They really do. They do right now. And I, another thing that blows my mind, because everything I heard in the offseason training
0: camp, leading up to the season starting, was Irv Smith was going to be very involved. And they Zero haven't done impact. anything with him. So, y- you know, if you've got these weapons that you tell everybody that you're going to incorporate in the offense, and then you come out and you don't incorporate them,
1: you're asking for trouble. Let's see. Let's uh, move on to Raiders versus Pats. Vegas is legit. Are they? They got stomped in that game. Vegas is
0: legit. Uh, their defense is still a little suspect, but I do believe as the season goes on, that offense is going to start looking more and more dangerous if if they can get their wide receivers now, healthy.
1: Again, and it, I think the Raiders will do well against your basic teams. I won't be shocked if they beat the Broncos twice this year. But when they play a complete team like the Pats, who play really good defense, they folded. They literally folded.
0: I think the reason I say the Raiders are legit as much as I don't like saying it and uh, don't want to see them be better than the Broncos, they were a game away from making the playoffs last year. They win their last game of the season. They're in. and They they played
1: the last game of the last season.
0: I don't I don't I'm not even gonna give us that credit because we look just disgustingly awful.
1: We <laughs> did. But we did beat the we did beat the Oakland Raiders the last time ever. We did. We did and we made sure they went out with a, a terrible bang instead of a good bang.
0: But they still were in a position to do that where the Broncos were not, and they didn't lose anything in the offseason, they gained.
1: I just I, what I was really disappointed in is I felt like you you got off that win with the Saints, you dominated and then you came out and you played small. You 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 looked at the Pats and you're just like, you guys are way better than us, and they folded. And that's what I like. That's what I took away. I still think they could play well against regular teams, but when they play the good teams, I feel like they're gonna fold. You know what I took away from that? Bill Belichick
0: is the best coach to ever ever do it. And when you put him in a position where his back's against the wall and people want to overlook them. He'll come out with a game plan that makes the other team just look foolish. So and I, I guess who did nothing the entire game? Waller. And after Adams. blowing up against the Saints and doing anything he wanted against them, he came out against Bill Wall- Belichick, and Belichick said, you're not doing anything. I, Figure something else out. Well,
1: and they think, didn't have anybody else to go to. I think Ruggs got hurt. Or no, Hamm- Ruggs didn't play. Hammy, he's out. And Edwards got hurt. Yep. So... At that point, they didn't have anybody else to throw to, so it was pretty easy for the Pats to clamp down. They still have Stephon Gilmore, who's the best corner in the league. So, I mean, kudos to Bill Belichick. I'm more interested in what happens this week, which we'll get to. But um, I was kind of, I was just down that the Raiders looked so good against the Saints and then pretty much went the opposite way against the Pats.
0: To me, I think it says more about where the Saints truly are than, than where the
1: Raiders are. Let's see what else we got. We got. Uh, let's talk about Bears versus Falcons. Yuck! Yuck! So Yuck! So I, I am still surprised that Dan Quinn has a job after last season, and then this year he's already given up leads. He's had big leads. Oh no! Uh, quick, quick stat here,
0: because I do know this one. Two. 17-point second-half leads blown back-to-back weeks. It hasn't happened twice in the same season, and the Falcons went and did it back-to-back weeks in the same season.
1: How do you let Nick Foles throw three touchdowns in the fourth quarter? How is that possible?
0: I heard that Nick Foles was drawing up plays in the sand in the huddle.
1: He was doing something. I mean, he's better than Trubisky. I will definitely say that. But Foles is pretty much garbage. Whenever he gets pressured, he folds too. And I don't really like that guy. I do love him that he won the Super Bowl against the Pats. I will always love him for that. I would buy him a beer. But when I watch him in a normal game, he normally looks like garbage. He'll probably suck next week. That's just what he does. But I don't know how Dan Quinn didn't get fired.
0: Or he goes on a magical run this season, they pay him big money, and next year they're cutting him by week five. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Bears fans. You can't even get to the top of the draft to draft a new quarterback. Well, they did. They did, and they chose Trubisky.
1: So let's not give them any credit. They will always feel the pain of that. As Mahomes has a couple rings on his finger, they will always feel the pain of that. It's
0: not even that. The Bears have never had a good quarterback (laughs) <laughs> McMahon was serviceable, but nobody's ever going to say he was good. Their entire franchise, they have never had a good quarterback.
1: Who's That's the, mind-boggling. Who's the one in 06 against the Colts in the Super Bowl? Was that Gro- Grossman? Rex Grossman? Grossman? Grossman. Are we going to throw him in the good
0: category? He was gross. No.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Let's talk about some of the really good games here. Um, let's talk uh, Cowboys-Seahawks. Okay, Pete Carroll,
0: thank you. Thank you for finally realizing you are no longer a defensive, strong team and allowing Russell to just do what Russ does and win games.
1: Well, let's be honest. They have Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams, and nobody on defense. Uh, uh, Shaquem Shaquille. Shakim Shaquille. Uh, Wh- who's the Sha- safety? Why Shaquille. Am I- Shaquille's the safety, right? Shaquille is the guy with the... Shaquille's more of line. the linebacker, hybrid safety. He got cut.
0: Well, he got put practice squad and called back up this week, actually. Oh, um, good for him. He's not terrible. He's just not your chancellor or Sherman or, you know, one of those guys, but... The Griffin twins are actually pretty solid. They just don't have the big name pieces in that back end to help anymore. It, but does it matter when it, your offense can do whatever they want?
1: It probably would have helped if they would have just signed Clowney. I know he wanted a lot, but if they could have just kept him, that may have helped. It would have helped. It would help. Now, now, Pinky, let let's let's go a little
0: nonsensical here for for just a moment because the next time I see a dude drop the ball before they cross the goal line. I feel, personally, I'm willing to take a loss the next week and let that dude ride the pine and wow. watch in street clothes.
1: Did he drop the ball, or did the Cowboys defender hit it out of his
0: hands? So he technically didn't drop it, but he completely stopped moving and threw the ball out in a perfect, I'm going to take that. The Cowboys defender could have just grabbed it and run the other way. He didn't even have to punch it out. That That's how open he allowed that ball to be, and he stopped running on the two. Stopped. Just stopped. He wasn't even in the end zone when he stopped. He was stopped before the goal oh. line.
1: You know, mistakes were made. No, no, and they no. still won the game.
0: No, you can't. That is not that. Mistakes were made is one thing. Being an idiot, which is what he, DK Metcalf is a beast, and he is going to be one of the top receivers he, in this game, I believe. He
1: still had 100 yards and a touchdown. I'm going to give him a pass. Well, he did. He
0: did catch a, a touchdown late in the game that put them up and and allowed them to move forward. But to me, that still wasn't redemption enough. That was disgusting.
1: It's pretty disgusting when you see that at the end of the day, they can laugh about it because they won. If I'm on that offense, you're buying dinner for the year. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys here who have a great offense. I think Kellen Moore would be a great future head coach candidate. I fully agree with that. uh, Their offense is really fun to watch. How in the heck do they have literally, like, the worst defense we've seen? It is so bad. They've got
0: nothing on the back end, and I think that's the problem. They're, they're, their front is still really solid, and actually Alden Smith is leading the league in sacks this year. Yeah,
1: they're, well, but After they're not— After not playing for five years. But they're not, like, impact. They're not making that impact every play.
0: I'll, I think that's a fair point. They're not making the impact play when they need it. They're solid, but they're not getting themselves over that edge to get get that offense off the field, and that's causing issues. Again, I think that's all nothing on the back Don't
1: worry, Cowboys fans. Do not worry. They're going to win the East. 8-8. and But they may struggle against the top teams in the NFC. Jason Garrett special coming, baby. Don't make the playoffs, but Jason Garrett special coming. They're going to win their division.
0: 8-8. and
1: I don't know. They're gonna win their division. Seven and nine. I I wouldn't be surprised if they swept the division this year. Six and ten. No, they're gonna sweep the division. They're gonna go. They're gonna go. That'll give them six. That'll, that'll give them six. Right?
0: That'll give them six. They sweep the division. Yeah. That can be their six wins, and they'll still get in as the division winner.
1: You're just crazy. Hey, crazy. I'm just
0: saying Dallas does what Dallas does and they are amazing at staying right at that 8 and 8 level.
1: But they, they played a great Seahawks team which Russell Wilson is literally on fire, leading candidate for the MVP right oh, now. Oh, he's he's so far past everybody right now, it's not even funny. I mean, it's Mahomes is going to get the hype anyways, and Mahomes is close, but Russ is definitely leading right now. Let's see what else we got. We got uh, Rams versus Bills. That, that turned into a shootout real quick out
0: of nowhere. Rams looked like they were dead in the sand and then who knows what happened on the sideline, but out of nowhere they go and hang like 21 quick points is and the game's a game again.
1: Is there some type of voodoo on 28-3? to It was 28-3 to and then the Rams came back and had the lead before Josh Allen and to his credit came, let his team down. Now he did get a really crappy P.I. call Oh, that was That really helped. Where I
0: I missed it. I don't I don't maybe my eyes just stopped working for a couple seconds, but I'm still not sure. I was watching in. a
1: little screen at the stadium and I could still see that wasn't P.I. Yeah,
0: that that was really weird call to make in that juncture of the game in that point of the field, and there was like literally no
1: contact. So again, the Rams had that benefit them to win the Super Bowl. They had to go against them this time, so I won't be too mad. But that was a pretty, that was a pretty bad call. Wait, the
0: Rams won the Super Bowl? No, they,
1: they got to the Super Bowl. Oh, Sorry. to get
0: to the yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. Now the Bills. I'm uh, drinking whiskey, everyone. Yeah, so. you know we. Uh, by the way, um, this is a Western sipping shine from 300 Days of Shine, and it is delicious. We'll, we'll probably mention that again, but it is delicious.
1: So again, I love Sean McDermott. I think he's a great coach. He's got his team firing on all cylinders. I don't think they've played the Pats yet, so I'm really excited for that week they play the Pats to kind of see, you know, where do they really stand. Um, and I, I really like Sean McVay, too. I mean, to have his team down 28-3, they came back to take the lead. And now they lost, and again, both teams deserve to win that game. He came out with an L, but I still think they're looking great. They're 2-1. and one.
0: They are. They are, and, and when you've got arguably the best player in the NFL still in Donald... Um, being the insanely disruptive force that he is. I, you put three dudes on him, and he's still going to find a way in the I backfield. So it, it's, it's it's fun to watch him when he gets going.
1: I just love I, – I mean, I'm not a big fan of the three-headed monster at running back where they're just kind of running whoever's got the hot hand. I'm never a fan of that. But I do like the fact that, again, they know Jared Goff folds when he's under pressure. So what are they doing? They're just getting the ball out of his hand quick. Well, I think bringing up that three-headed monster is
0: an interesting uh, thought there because – Henderson was drafted last year to kind of become the guy. And injuries and and circumstances of the season, he never really got going. Started off this season, Akers comes in as the new hot rookie. He doesn't look great to start training camp in the season, so they're still trying to work him in. Malcolm Brown comes up firing. He goes down. Henderson comes in week two, blows up. Week 3 blows up and looks like he might actually be that lead back. And that could be something to watch. If they can find one dude to be the guy, that offense could really find a new rhythm.
1: With that short passing game that they're doing right now and getting the ball out of his hands, if they have a running game, they are dangerous.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
1: And the Bills are in the AFC East. Pinky and
0: Zach are on, on record saying that that's the team to beat this year. While I still think until you beat the Pats, that cannot be said... They are looking like they are going to make those steps. They're
1: on year. a collision course right now.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And that's
1: that's the game I want to see. I want to see Bill's Pats. Like I will be excited to sit and watch that game. When you get it twice, um, so it'll be good. Um, let's see. Moving on. We're getting down to the last bit of games. Packers-Saints. Mm. Mm. a wrong. Um AA Ron. You done messed up, AA Ron.
0: Rogers is also in the MVP race. He's still that dude. And him and LaFleur look like they finally got a click going. And if that's the case, and they're both bought into what each other can do, that might be. And it's a bit of a stretch right now, I know, but that might be actually the best team in the NFL.
1: So they beat the Saints without Devontae Adams. But what I've seen is that Rodgers receivers, now that they've been in the offense a little bit, they know where to go. Absolutely. And now they're open. And last year, they weren't always open, and they had some issues with the dropsies. A little bit. And this year, it's like they're catching everything, but they're actually open as well.
0: You know what else is really wild to watch? And if this trend continues, the NFL, I do believe, is in trouble. He threw to some tight ends this weekend.
1: Does that that never ever
0: happened. Happen? <laughs> I mean, rarely. You're giving Aaron Rodgers another weapon that he didn't have. That's a scary thought.
1: It would be. Cr- it, it's crazy when Aaron Rodgers decides to throw the tight end because it doesn't happen often. But when he does, and they catch the ball, uh, which has been an issue in the past it's really easy for them to just keep moving the ball down the field. And Rodgers makes those big plays, and they're just – they're routine. Um, I – again, I – without Michael Thomas, I'm not going to be too down on what the Saints did. But it's it's noticeable when he's not on the field that Drew Brees doesn't have that guy he can throw 10 to 15 yards to.
0: You know, what I noticed is their offense looks old and stale. Uh, They brought Taysom Hill in and – Nobody thought twice about it. They went right after him, fumbled the ball, didn't tuck it away. Um, I mean, they're a dink and dunk. They're not going to take any chances. Why they brought in Emmanuel Sanders is still uh, something that I don't understand because that doesn't do anything for them.
1: At the end of the day, until they run those trick plays and have Taysom Hill throw the ball, none of that running stuff is going to matter. I agree.
0: I agree 100%. The threat
1: of, if the threat of passing the ball is there, they will pay a lot more attention to him.
0: I agree. And I think uh, we should bring up something that was talked about last week with this COVID season going on and you don't have fans in the stands. That home field advantage that the Saints usually rely on so heavily for that defense when they're on the field to be able to just go at the quarterback That not being there, this defense is looking very suspect to me. Cam
1: Jordan still looks good, but yeah, he's not getting the pressure that he normally gets.
0: I mean, two weeks in a row, you got smoked. Smoked. One of them by the Raiders, which didn't really a lot of people see coming. And then this week, by a team that you thought was going to do
1: that. The Saints were definitely looking forward. Raiders were pumped up that week. That was the opening of their stadium. You You know, they played really, really well. They didn't play with any mistakes, right? The Saints just... They need to get it going. I and, and they've played this way the last couple of years, where they're kind of slow off the gate. And they didn't have Michael Thomas, so if they get Michael Thomas back, I still think they're going to be. And they're one of the what? Top they're teams. one and two. I mean, it's not like they're out of it. And they've started one and two before and went to the NFC Championship. Game. No, it, it'll be a battle between them and the Bucks in that NFC South. I mean, we can count the Falcons out. Absolutely. And uh, the Panthers will be competitive, but they're not going to be there either. No, 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 they're not there yet. So finishing up the week, we had Chiefs versus Ravens, the Monday night showdown. Everybody's looking
0: forward to it. Going
1: to be a barn burner. First half was a little bit of a dud.
0: Second half was a better game, but I think it proved that as much as I love Lamar Jackson and as good as I think he is, and I do not fault him for the, the passing game woes as much as I do the offensive game plan they had was not as good as the defensive game plan the Chiefs came in with. And the Chiefs defense, it, it's hard to say how good they are, but they look like they're not going to be an Achilles heel for that team going forward.
1: Well, let's let's throw out that Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews had a little case of the dropsies. Yeah. So they dropped some passes that would have made a difference if they caught. Um, they kept Lamar in the pocket for the most part. And then he made a decision to run really fast. And I don't understand why he doesn't... The biggest thing I saw in that game against the Chiefs, he never rolled out with the intention to throw the ball. He rolled out to run.
0: He did. He did.
1: And the one time he did roll out to throw the ball, he fumbled because he opens up his arm to the defender, Chris Jones, who's fairly fast and pretty awesome, just takes it right from him. Yeah. And yeah. You, you just... You can't do that. In fact, the one time he decides not to run was the time that was the biggest mistake.
0: I agree. And I think uh, Kansas City came out with a chip on their shoulder and said, yo, guys, let's everybody back up a minute here. We are the champs. We didn't lose anything. We put some pieces on top of what we already had. And for you to think that we're not going to be better and you're going to put somebody else above us, hold my beer and watch what happens. So
1: it was unusual – because don't, you don't see this very often from Andy Reid, but I feel like he took plays out of the playbook that he was holding on to for the end of the season, and he put them in. Because there was multiple plays. He always had a wide receiver, Tyreek Hill or Miko Harmon, shifting behind the line right before the snap. Yep. So he was drawing coverage to one side or another to see what happens, giving Mahomes an easy look. Genius. I feel like he doesn't do that all the time. He does it when he needs to, and he felt like he needed to win this game.
0: Yeah, I think it was no different than a couple years ago when they went and they, they lost to the Pats on a Sunday night? I think it was a Sunday night game. Uh, maybe it was Monday night, but it was like a 45-49 to 49 game when it was all yeah, said and done. About. And Belichick and Reed both came out and showed all their hand and said, this is what you're going to have to do to beat us to, to win the Super Bowl this year. And I think that's what Kansas City came out and did last night, or not last night, but Monday night, and said – this is what we're capable of. Go ahead and see what you can do. So
1: what I saw from the Chiefs Monday night, and this is what I don't understand about Andy Reid in some cases, always come out and literally throw stuff at him and get that 17 nothing lead or 14 nothing or whatever it is. As soon as he does that, he puts the other team's quarterback under pressure of knowing I need to score every time.
0: Is it just the other quarterback? I think it's the other team's head coach too because let's be honest – Baltimore, the first half, had no reason to go away from their run game. None. They, they weren't getting really stopped on the run game. They just kind of abandoned it in weird positions and tried to do some which, throws that just didn't really add up.
1: Which doesn't make sense. And, again, they, they didn't account for the dropsies. But at the end of the day, it's like, they can't stop your run. Run the ball.
0: Right. And I feel like that happens a lot where coaches get a little shy, a little scared of their game plan because the other team's doing exactly what they want and they're not able to just yet. And then they abandon all reason and try to run the race with the Chiefs. And if you are going to try to just run with the Chiefs, you may as well just sit down and stop. Correct. Because you're not going to stay with them past the first step.
1: And the Ravens' D, it was it was pretty bad. And I was I went to my buddy Andy's house to watch this game. And we had a good time. And, you know, watching Mahomes, there was a play. I can't remember if it was in the first half or second half. It was to McCole Hardman. But uh, the, the Ravens pressured him. He retreats 10 yards and then off his back foot, didn't even have his f- front foot planted. He just off his black foot, throws it on a dime to McCole Hardman for a touchdown. He did. And I was just like, wait, how did the defense let McCole Hardman just wide open? And then, I mean, how soul crushing is it that the defender actually hits Mahomes, which he did get hit quite a bit in that game. So their defense did at least try. And that could be his Achilles but, heel or their Achilles heel going forward in this season. If they
0: keep allowing that kind of pressure against him, that could start adding up. He,
1: he got hit a lot. He did. And he roll, and again, what does he do? He rolls away from pressure. You have to try to keep, again, there's not a lot of ways to stop Mahomes. But the best chance you have is to keep him in the pocket.
0: Well, and don't blow coverage. Because on that specific play you're talking about, the safety, who is supposed to be playing the deep third, actually bit on the under and you can watch if you go back and look at this tape you can watch the cornerback like looking at his safety as he's running by the safety coming up
1: trying to catch up to McCole Harmon, going bro you missed so kudos to the chiefs they are definitely the hottest team right now and they just blasted the ravens it wasn't close it i mean the ravens are literally being looked at as a terrible team right now again they just lost a game to a good team
0: the best team
1: the best team so
0: i think it's a little unfair to say anything about the ravens negatively i mean let's be honest here they lost to cleveland week two or three last year
1: and then they won every game to the playoffs
0: crazy on their way to the playoffs so used properly this can be a wonderful learning experience for them and they can build from it you harp on it too much and it could be a downfall
1: so i would just tell the ravens next time Whatever defense the Chargers run, run that defense. Yeah. How are more people not running that blueprint? So moving on, anything you see from this next slate of games that kind of sticks out to you? Have you kind of taken a look at them? Yeah, I
0: just, uh, you know, it's still so early in the season. and I'm still interested in a lot of different games to see. Who can step up? Who's going to fall down? Who's going to learn some lessons and, and improve from right. it? And on top of all of that, we've got some situations going now where we finally got some positive COVID tests. And that game for Tennessee and uh, Pittsburgh? Am I right? Tennessee yes, and Pittsburgh? Tennessee Pittsburgh. Right now they're talking a Monday or Tuesday um, instead of Sunday like it was originally planned. Tennessee's not allowed back in their training facility until Saturday. I think Pittsburgh's the same way. I mean, not Pittsburgh, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Um, so you got two games right there that are now affected by the COVID situation. And we all said starting the season, that's going to be something to watch. And then injuries went absurd and crazy <laughs> and massive explosion. So now you've got a double edged sword here where you could be dealing with injuries and players out on COVID to the point where. Are we going to have games that don't even
1: happen because there's not enough guys to field the team? So I'm looking here. We've got uh, a couple of ones that stick out. There's a lot of turds this weekend, guys. Sorry. Um, Bills versus Raiders. Kind of interested in that one. I uh, yep. See what the Bills can do. I think it's at it's at Raiders, so it's back in Las Vegas. That'll actually be really fun to see what Josh Allen and that offense can do in a, a closed environment. So we've got. Um, Vikings-Texans, 0-3 versus 0-3. Somebody's got to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's going to be
0: interesting to see. If Vikings if Vikings can build off what they did week one and three, we'll just forget about week two if they can. I still think they're one of the teams that can get into the playoffs and do some damage. But they lose this week against Houston. I think their season will be done. So this is a big turning point for Minnesota. Falcons versus
1: Packers.
0: Why would you even be semi-interested in that game, Pinky? I mean, we're we're talking about a team who continuously blows any chance they have of doing something well and just can't seem to continue forward. So we'll have to wait and see how that unfolds. But I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers who's just going to blow up again, especially against that defense. So we'll have to let that run a little bit.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that. I'd really like to see Aaron Rodgers just help the Falcons get Dan Quinn fired. Yeah, I mean,
0: if that guy is able it's to keep time. his job
1: through this whole season, it'll be kind of a miracle in itself. It's it's just time. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. He's probably a great defensive. I don't know if he's a great defensive coordinator anymore, but he was in the past.
0: Well, you know what's crazy? And, and we'll probably never hear the real story. But if they win that Super Bowl, that dude might
1: have a lifetime job. I mean, it only carries you for so long. Mike Shanahan won, too, and he only had his job for. That's an extra a little bit different situation. Years, he
0: wanted more power. Owner didn't want to give it to him. Oh, he got more power, and then he was. Well, yeah, I just Dan Quinn stayed in his role. He might have had a lifetime position there because let's be honest, the Falcons are not
1: terrible. So let's let's run down some of these easy ones. Bucks Chargers. I, I gotta go with the Bucks. Uh, Bears, Colts, three and Bears. Ugh, that that's that's a, a mirage. Um, let's see, Jaguars versus Bengals. I actually am kind of wanting to watch that game. Um, the uh, Cardinals versus Panthers. Kind of see Kyler get back on it. Uh, I I might be a. Uh,
0: Cardinals fan this season. Kyler Homer. I don't like saying Homer. I just think the dude's really good and he's fun to watch. Um, and I talked, you know, I've got a reason to be rooting for them, kind of semi as one of my teams. So uh, there, there's uh, some some hidden agendas there, if you will. But I do believe the Cardinals have a shot
1: to do some damage this year and surprise some people. Um, let's see, Ravens versus Washington. That's just a that's a get right game. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's gonna be. That. If the Ravens don't put up 30 on Washington, I would be shocked. Yeah, that, that would be um that would be a big miss. Saints versus Lions. Not interested at all. I, I'm interested to see make sure that the Saints win. If they were to lose to the Lions, now I'm starting to hit that panic button. I'm interested because I need Kamara for my fantasy. <laughs> Kamara is literally amazing this year. He's back to form. That's good to see. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll 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 be touching a little bit of fantasy here soon, so we'll we'll get into that. Seahawks versus Dolphins.
0: Not something I really care to
1: watch. Um Russ if that's a game cooking. in any shape, way or form, I'd be amazed. So Russ has got nine not nineteen, I'm sorry. He's got fourteen touchdowns already. I feel like he's gonna have nineteen at the end of this game. Isn't it zero interceptions? I'm, I can't quote that. I know he's got 14 touchdowns.
0: Again, stat guy's gone, and we're just obviously too lazy to pull our phones out and check, but I I, I do believe he's, he's
1: in that category or close to it. Let's see. Uh, Giants versus Rams. Nope. I mean, that's a Rams W. Should be. Eagles versus 49ers. Nope. It's like I said, does anybody really care about most of these games? It's unless, not it's not unless you have a fantasy player <laughs> yeah. plan or
0: or it's your team, but I'm not a lot of these just don't feel like they're worth my time. Cowboys versus Browns. That could be one I actually want to pay attention to because Dallas is for whatever reason always in the hunt, but not in the hunt. They're looking
1: a lot better this I, year with a new coach. I feel like Dallas should win this game. I won't be shocked if they lose, but I think they should win it. Agreed. Agreed. But I will
0: say, if Cleveland is smart and Steven Stefanski sorry, wants to truly keep his job, he's going to be run first, and he will run all over Dallas. Run the ball.
1: Run it a lot. Um, let's see. The best game of the weekend, Pats versus Chiefs. I don't think that's going to be a game.
0: I, I I think Chiefs blow them out. And I think Pats are a legit title contender possibly when the season comes full circle. But at this juncture in the season, based on what I've seen from the Pats and some of their games they've had, I'm thinking Mahomes
1: is going to go so up
0: 21 points by the past, end of the first half.
1: past two games, the Pats have had the answer for Mahomes in the first half. And the second half... It's like they forgot how to play football. Mahomes figured him out, and he is just on fire in their last two matchups.
0: Well, and I think some of those guys that opted out on the defensive side for the
1: Patriots is going to start
0: showing itself against some of these better teams.
1: I mean, they didn't have a lot of defensive guys. I think Hightower was probably the, most, um, the biggest name on there. Well,
0: and uh, Chung.
1: Chung I mean, was that, a utility that's... guy. He's good, but... That's, He's not like it's not like McCourty or anything.
0: No, but it's still your back half smart dude that puts himself in the well, right positions in a Bill Belichick defense. He doesn't I, make the mistake.
1: I won't be surprised if Chiefs cover. They're actually uh, they're said to win by seven. That's the uh, point spread.
0: I'd take the over. I think on that game, honestly, because I really do think Chiefs are gonna spank him.
1: I think it's gonna be close. I still think the Chiefs win. I think it'll be close. All right. I think Cam. Cam running the football. The, the, the Patriots are running the football as well as any team in the league right now. That's the one thing that she's struggling they with.
0: They are, and they're getting Harris back this week, it sounds you can,
1: like. you got to keep the game close to be able to run the football, though. You do. And you that's do. easier said than done.
0: Harris coming back this week, who had a huge buzz, is possibly taking the job from Michelle as the top running back. So you get him back, and he's running good. Michelle looked good last week, amazingly enough. Burkhead comes out, and... Does what he does. You give him the ball and he's going to get you yards and some touchdowns. So they've got plenty of dudes in the back. Oh, James White is coming back this week as well. So really, they could run 75 times and throw it 10 and still be in the game possibly.
1: And then, of course, tomorrow night we have the toilet bowl. Or what we could say, the fight for Trevor. I don't think either one of these. Well,
0: Broncos are not taking Trevor. I, I don't see that ever being any type of a possibility at this point in time, unless Drew Locke comes back and plays awful the rest of the season. Darnold though, might be in a situation where they could be ready to move on from him. And that would be no fault of his own. I think that all has to do with Gase and just terrible management from the previous GM, as far as putting that team together, but it could be definitely a fight for the, the top seed, uh, uh, top pick. Sorry. So, but, but like I said, I uh, had other plans come up and this could be the first time in a very long while where I'm not going to be disappointed to miss this game.
1: I haven't missed the Broncos game in quite some time. I won't miss this one. I will be watching because it might be the only W we get all year. So you got to watch it while you can.
0: It's fair. That's fair. I think. Uh, I think that's enough talk on last week's games. Looking forward to for the next week's games. Uh, I would like to go back to this delicious whiskey. Because I'm just really loving the smoothness little, on, of this, this, this sipping uh, adventure that we've been on since the show started. So again, 300 Days of Shine out of Monument, Colorado. Delicious. Uh, and I think that will be a good way to get into some nonsense of fantasy talk. And uh, kind of look forward uh, as far as what's going on here. Um, this last week in, in a lot of our leagues... We, we I don't know if we got a little stir-crazy. I don't know if people were just really unsure with the way the season started and, and got antsy and had to make a move. But we had a trade frenzy going down in 90% of our leagues, and it wasn't just us doing it. Uh, one trade happened, and all of a sudden, wildfire took off. And we've had some deals go through that um, blew some people's minds. I, one of our leagues, we had Pinky Sun... Trade away Thielen, uh, Mixon, and Johnu Smith. Yeah. For Aaron Jones, and on the surface looked completely foolish, but the more you step back and take a peek at it, long term, Pinky's son's team was set up to be able to take the loss at the running back, take the loss at the wide receiver,
1: take the loss at the tight end, and plug in just as good of guys in those positions because he got Aaron Jones back. Well, he got lucky because he got Kenny Kenny Galladay coming back on his roster, so he could kind of absorb the Thielen hit. Mixon hasn't done anything for him because he had kind of soured on that. So we got Aaron Jones and then John U. Smith, and I don't know who what other tight end he has. He's given up a lot of value. It's a very bold strategy.
0: It is. It is, and it's a long season to think Aaron Jones can continue what he started the season doing, but at the same time, he did it last year. So uh, it, with, stepping back, uh, at first Aaron I was Aaron like Rogers foolish. Cooking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at first I was, like, foolish. Took a step back after a couple days and went, actually, probably
1: looking at his team might have been the best move for him. One of the biggest duds of the week had to be Daniel Jones. He had multiple turnovers, nothing going on. He's playing a banged-up 49ers defense.
0: I don't know if it's just, I don't think you can say it even just this week. I think he's been a disappointment to start the season. Uh, the way he finished last year Coming into this season, he was a hot commodity,
1: uh, especially with Dynasty so, Leagues. I mean, I give him credit because he looked halfway decent against Pittsburgh, even though Pittsburgh was literally – they stuffed the run completely. They were on him every time he threw the ball. So, he was he was standing up in the pocket getting hit and still delivering. I give him credit for that. But he's looked bad the last two weeks. He has. He, he has not looked
0: great. Um, you know – Quarterback play as a whole this year, to start the season, there's only been a few guys that have really been serviceable, and everybody else has just kind of been pray that they don't get negative points so so that I have a chance.
1: Best value pick at the quarterback position at this moment is, without a doubt, Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't think that's – I don't –
0: depending on your league and what you were looking at, he went probably seventh round or later. Six seventh, yeah. And that value that you just got as a top three quarterback right now, and if you continue that for the season, that, that's a league winner right there.
1: So it has been every Sunday this year that my wife has said, hey, remember at the draft when you told me drafting Josh Allen was a horrible pick where I drafted him? Yeah, you remember that? Suck it. <laughs> it's it's going to be a long season for Pinky. Long season. It's a horrible season. I've got one league where I've got like half my team got on IR already. I am literally the Sacco. It's bad. Speaking of guys on
0: IR, uh, we talked about our Vampire League and how how that is completely different from anything else we played. Being the Vampire League, you can't go pick up guys off of waivers whenever you want to. My entire bench right now is either on IR or out. And... Those dudes that are out or on IR on my bench were the dudes I drafted as my top three, four, five guys. And uh, i now get to play the Vampire this week. And it's not... I think I'm favored by like two points. And I don't feel good about the situation in any shape, way, or form. And I'm trying to start mass hysteria. I'm trying to get people freaking out. And our commissioner, our buddy Sam keeps trying to throw logic and reason at me and talking about how I just need to calm down and it's going to be fine and this this guy is just not getting on the league page. He, he's not trying to freak out with everybody else and he's trying to play it cool and I don't think he understands that at any given moment if this vampire wins one more time
1: we could all be hosed. So let's all just notice that you are playing Irv Smith this week so you're probably going to lose. <laughs> The only hope I have is if Devontae Adams decides
0: to play. The problem is, he's the Monday night game. But at the same time, I might just throw him in anyways, regardless of, of whether he's doubtful or not. Because, like like Piggy said, I've got Irv Smith. So there's probably a zero going on in that position one way or the other. Um, so taking the chance that Devontae Adams might at least come out and catch a couple balls is better than Irv Smith catching no balls.
1: Yeah, I mean the the vampires team would have to come out and have its best week to beat you, but uh, it is doable. It's I'm scared. It is doable. I'm I'm real scared. You're gonna lose. Ooh. Josh I mean, Allen. I'm. Oh. <laughs> well, you're you're starting Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I'm sorry, Kyler Murray. And uh, Kyler Murray and Aaron Jones are without a doubt the two guys, or Devonte Adams if you start him would be the three dudes I would possibly look to steal. And that's
0: part of the reason I'm looking at maybe just letting Irv Smith stay in that position because i got to have at least something to put back. Now, granted, McCaffrey is on my bench in IR, and he could possibly come back in the next couple of weeks, so I might still have a slight chance at doing something after this. But again, like I said... Four of my first five picks are on my bench with an IR or out designation, and so it's just not going to be a – this is part of the reason I'm thinking about just going somewhere and and turning off football this week because I don't need to be depressed and on the cliff the whole day. It's probably better if it just happens like 9 o'clock at night after the games are over and I look at the scores.
1: I'm going out on a limb right now, and I'm going to say you're going to win. It's going to happen. That scares me even more, guys. It's going to be close. I'm wrong a lot, more. though. So That's why I'm lot. worried. And the fact that Kareem Hunt is, uh got a growing injury and might not play. Yeah, again. And, and, guys, I have to play him because I don't have anybody else on the bench to plug in.
0: So there's a good chance out of the nine positions we have to start, I might only
1: have seven going. Zach Moss did practice a little bit today. So you might have some Were you give me a silver lining? Because I'll take it right bit, now. A little, little bit. A
0: little, little bit. I'll take it. Window cracked, maybe.
1: Oh, the vampire. He's such a nice guy, too.
0: Now, let's... So, one of the cool things about the, the Sleeper app that we play on, we're not on ESPN, Yahoo, NFL. We moved to Sleeper, and it is magical. Uh, each league has a running chat that you can throw things in and, and talk and keep up with the rest of the players. Vampire came out and did a uh, little, little gif walking out to the ring, if you will, with uh, Pinky's UFC guy that he mentioned earlier. And uh, Israel, I'm going to push the name.
1: Who? Israel Adesanya.
0: Adesanya, thank you. Uh, flowing his arms around with the little McGregor walk and looking all bad. So, I, I had to stomp him down real quick. I had to let him know that that is not the entrance you need to come out with. That is that is not the energy that uh, he's going to win with. And I, I had to at least make sure that he knows that my energy is always going to be more. So, I came out with the John Cena Trumpets.
1: If you're not on Sleeper, get on Sleeper. I think one of my leagues today, the guys were bored and they just posted boobs and butts as the gifts. There's like any anything they could find with boobs or butts was the gifts. There's nothing that lightens up. All this trash talking, then boobs and butts.
0: Hey, and we're, 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 we're not sexist here. They're, they're not just female boobs and butts. You know? Oh yeah, there's, been, there's, <laughs> there's lots of male nudity that goes on as well. We like to make
1: sure everybody gets a little love and uh, spread the wealth, if you will. There's a lot of different male nudity that happens. It's uh, pretty amazing that they have all that in Sleeper, all the gifts they have.
0: Uh, parents, Sleeper is not for your under-16 crowd. <laughs>
1: Definitely not. Thankfully, my son can handle it. So, you know, I don't even tell him to ear most at this point. There's been a lot of raw stuff posted on there. It it? gets a little um, adult content rated for sure. <laughs> oh, Samuel. He's probably the worst.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he, uh, he has a tendency to post things that... Mm, May not even go on the inappropriate scale. They just go on the nobody needed to see that scale.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. So, I don't know if I have any stardom or situms this week. I was completely wrong on most of them last week, <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt.
0: We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a, a break from stardom situms this week. We're gonna regroup, and we're gonna come back. We'll we'll have a couple next week, uh, and. It'll give you an idea, you know, if if Pinky's wrong again, then we can just let him do it every week, and you guys can pick the exact opposite of what he goes with.
1: Whatever I tell you to do, do the complete opposite. So so one way or the other, we'll give you some advice that helps. It's just you have to make sure you use it correctly. I I did a 14 parlay this last week, and of course, I got all of them right except for the Chargers. And of course, it would be the one time I bet on the Chargers.
0: Now, I will say, I made a move this week where I moved Miles Sanders to get back to first, future, and Justin Herbert. Now, my quarterback situation is such that I have Locke out. I've got Tannehill, solid. I've got Jimmy G, solid if he plays, but not sure if he's really going to play this week or the week following. I think they're probably going to let that ankle heal if they're winning still. And then I've also got Darnold. Those, those are my four quarterbacks.
1: Those are not winning fantasy quarterbacks. Not
0: good. Not not good, guys. Now, I was hoping Locke would play and I'd get the chance to really evaluate him this year and see if he would be worth moving forward with. I still think he can be. Silver lining?
1: He might be for the Pats game.
0: Yeah, well, Maybe. I hope Locke can be the real deal because then I've at least got a piece. After watching Herbert play these first two starts, um, I feel actually really good about that move. Uh, I think he can, he he could be pretty bad this weekend. He still went 300 yards, a touchdown, um, one interception. I'm against the Panthers. I don't care who it's against. I'm not worried about that right now. What I'm worried about is, is he putting up numbers, uh, regardless of who it's against, because there are plenty of quarterbacks who have come out and can't put numbers up against anybody. So I'll roll with it because I got the two first back. It made me, it made me feel good about the situation. Now I made that deal actually with Zach. Um, in our Dynasty League, I've got Mixon, I've got Chubb, uh, I've got Kareem Hunt, I've got Gibson, Ronald Jones. I've got two solid dudes and, and a couple other ones who might be able to move into that Miles Sanders role so I could still have three running backs. You just heard my quarterbacks. I had nothing. I, I, I had nothing. I had to do something. Desperate. I, was, I got the two first backs, so at least I can make some moves with that in the future if I need to. Um, but... I do feel that Herbert, based on these first two starts, can be worthy of a start and something to move forward with. So I I just, I gotta gotta try something. I gotta try something, and I think I got equal value. Now, Zach always says, if both parties feel like they want to puke for the next eight hours after the trade's made, you know you made a fair deal. Not quite sure how Zach felt as sick as I did, but he said he did, and... He continued to talk about that uh for a so while.
1: He gave up two firsts. Two firsts and Herbert. Yeah, that's yuck. You were the desperate one. I don't know why he gave up two firsts. He really wanted Miles Sanders. I, I get it, but I'm not giving you two firsts. You were the desperate one. I yeah, think you actually made out in that deal. I
0: agree. I I, I agree. But um I still gave up a, a top ten ish running back so granted i had two other top 10 ish running backs with one of them like i said earlier being what i believe is the best running back in the game right now so i had some wiggle room uh zach is in complete rebuild mode with that team so i don't think he really cared he had all of pinky's picks for the next three
1: years to to trade away samuel's (laughs) picks well, Samuel runs that team, let's just be honest. That,
0: that's fine. That You want to say Sam runs the team, that's fine. They made a big move for CMC. They gave up basically their entire future for him. And Zach's now working with a bunch of picks to see what he can do. So, like I said, Zach's always said if both parties want to puke afterwards, you did the right thing. And that's basically how we both felt. So, we'll see how that works out going forward. That I'm still sick about that. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to move all those picks for CMC.
1: No, I I'm more about picks than I am about players, especially so, in a dynasty. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a fine line between current value and future value, and I always, especially with running backs, I'd rather get future value. So, but uh, we we you know we we went all in to have a chance at a championship. McCaffrey comes back healthy. We weathered the storm our team does have a shot to be one of the best teams.
0: Oh, and you're one of the top-scoring teams in that league without McCaffrey. So Correct. you guys definitely definitely have a shot. And I mean, you, you mortgage your future and you get a championship. To me, it's always worth it, uh, regardless of what the next five, six years after that look like. You, you get that championship, and you always get to call yourself a champion. Um, so I don't want to hear anybody talking about, like, well, I'm always in the playoffs, or I'm one of the top-scoring teams. I, Did you win? You got to win. Yeah, if you don't win, I don't really care. You got to win. Nobody remembers number two. No. Number two is the worst position to ever be in. You're just the first loser. First loser. First, we're not about orange slices here, people. Uh, we don't do participation trophies. If that's something you're looking for, you may as well just start walking now. Right, you're for, either your first or your last. Shake and bake, baby.
1: Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Let's see. What else we got going on for fantasy this week? Uh, I don't know. With all these turd games, everybody's got a lot of good matchups. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, uh, this will be... While it may not be a lot of games you necessarily want to watch, there's going to be a lot of games you pay attention to because of your fantasy players and the fact that nobody's really got a bad matchup this week that's going to cause you to pause and think about whether or not I'm sitting or starting one of
1: my top dudes. So I'm in... in, in Again, we're in multiple leagues. I am in a league where I am pretty much the worst team. I'm, I'm pretty close. I've had a lot of injuries. Barkley's out. Um, Kittle was out for a while. And then I did trade away Joe Mixon. The guy I'm playing has got three Titans, or uh, two Titans. He's got Derrick Henry, Juju, and he's got uh, Tannehill and Deontay Johnson. So I am really hoping that that game just doesn't happen. And then he's got to play completely different folks. I think I'd that game's
0: happening no matter what. I can't see the NFL not allowing a game. They're, they're going to push forward. Shh, Caleb. Here's Here's your benefit, though, Pinky. Like I said earlier, Titans aren't allowed in their training facility until Saturday. So they're, they're going to be working with two days of prep, max. Uh, maybe only one day if they decide to play it on Monday. Pittsburgh, I, uh, I don't quite know what to think about them. I feel like they play up to the competition if they're good, and they play down to the competition if they're bad. Uh, so I don't think that game turns into any kind of track meet by any means. If you've got running backs on either one of those teams, I think that's going to be your safest bet. Play Connor, play Henry. Um, you know, McFarland finally got a couple couple touches last week. Say what? Yeah, no, I know. So, uh Connor goes down again. Benny Snell's proved that he can run the ball efficiently. McFarland starts getting some touches. He's got that explosive change of pace kind of style, um home run ability. Benny Snell needs Connor to get hurt again I honestly think if Benny Snell got a legit chance he would be the guy he has looked good in those spot starts but again
1: Connor's got so much talent it's hard to sit him I mean Connor is when he's healthy he is legit when he's hurt well and he gets hurt a lot he's bad Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an unfortunate but situation that's easy to say
0: it is it is but you gotta gotta be honest with yourself and if you're always looking for the ceiling of a guy instead of his floor you're probably gonna put yourself in some really bad situations
1: I did pick up a really great defense this week because I I have Tennessee defense and I was like oh man they're not gonna play or they might not play sure, until sure. Monday or Tuesday I picked up the Broncos' defense against the Jets.
0: I feel like that is a brilliant move, and I did that actually in one of mine as well. And uh, if they don't just dismantle the Jets, I would be amazed. And it has nothing to do with the fact that the Broncos have a great defense. It has everything to do with the Jets do not do anything on offense.
1: <laughs> Chubb could have a
0: five-sack game.
1: That would be nice. He hasn't have any sacks yet, so it would be nice to have him get one. Oh, I, I think he, I think Sam Sam Darnold
0: could could uh, have a lot of chub, a lot of chub.
1: <laughs> we could all use some chub. A little full chub action going on this uh, Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen. I I would love to see that because again I I think he's uh, getting healthier. He just um, you know without Vaughn there, man. He just he's he struggled. It'd be nice to see him get a couple sacks. It would, it would.
0: And now he's coming off a season of, of a big injury. This is, you know, first couple games back, getting back into the flow of it, getting getting the idea that he can trust his body in those situations and those those types of plays that he wants to do again. So there's a little bit of a break-in period, I would say, for the first couple of games, but I think that's over now. And if he can't step up against the Jets, it's not a good look for him being the dominant player they expected him to be going forward. Let's see, what else we got? Anything else? I mean, you know, like we said, there's not a lot of great matchups. It's going to be a lot of good things for fantasy players, I think, this week. So, play your top guys with, with no worries. Um, you know, look for some guys to continue that, that have started hot. Your Daryl Henderson types. Um, Robinson down in Jacksonville. I, I would have no problems continuing to start him as an RB1 or 2, depending on what your Against the team, Bengals, no team doubt. makeup looks like. You know, so... Uh, there's there's definitely some good things to look at there moving forward, but you know I'm 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 uh I'm I'm feeling like there needs to be a little bit more nonsense tonight because these games just aren't really hyping me up the way I was hoping to.
1: I'm not I'm just yeah I'm just kind of feeling it. I, it might just be because I'm really sad and my Broncos suck, and I'm conflicted because some of my fantasy teams suck as well. So it's just been a really long year, guys. I need I need some encouragement. I need some help.
0: Really long year, and we're only in week four, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, wait until he completely tries to jump off the cliff next week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might be getting there. Thankfully, I have one league where I am literally the best team, so at least I have that going for me. Don't don't worry,
0: guys. We we've already you know harnessed him up. We've already we've already tied the safety rope to the anchor point. So even if he jumps, he's just gonna bang against the wall a little bit. And we'll pull
1: him back up. And I will do that. I will jump. It's going to happen. It's okay. But uh, so thankfully, I will tell you guys uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks, we will be live on Facebook, Twitter, and the gram. You guys can reach out to us, ask us any questions you'd like, any topics you'd like us to cover on the show. And, um, you know, that should be coming. I've got them all set up. I just got to kind of do a little bit more. To get them all set and ready for questions and stuff like that. But we'll be ready to rock and roll soon. And then um, I think one of the questions that I had that I'd like kind of interested, because I don't think I know the answer to this, even though Caleb and I have been friends for a while as a part of a nonsense football question, Caleb, how did you become a Broncos fan? So born in Nebraska, all my family's from Nebraska,
0: both sides. Um, but my family moved out here when I was young, uh, like three years old, and so I'm as native a Coloradan as you can get without being native. Is kind of the way my family's always looked at it. So Nebraska has no pro teams. It is Nebraska football. That's what I grew up. I didn't think there was any, I didn't think the college had any other sports, to be honest with you, until I was a little bit older. I thought it was only Nebraska football. Um, so when we moved to Colorado, it was really easy growing up uh, because we were so young. And my parents didn't really have any professional teams that they rooted for. We just naturally gravitated towards all the Colorado teams. So I'm a Broncos fan. I'm a Nuggets fan. uh, Avalanche fan. And when they first came to Colorado, boy, was that fun because they just went Stanley Cups and won. Um, So completely spoiled. Um, And then a Rockies fan. Uh, Since I mentioned that, though, I don't actively follow the Rockies until the ownership decides to sell because they are legitimately now the worst franchise in baseball. Hands down, nobody even comes close. The Florida Marlins made the playoffs this year, ladies and gentlemen. Florida Marlins, San Diego Padres, Cincinnati Reds, all in the playoffs. The Rockies went home. Aaron Aaron, Aaron Arenado, I cannot see him being with the Rockies after this season. Uh, The Momforts are by far the worst owners in professional baseball as far as I'm concerned. And they are on the verge of pushing themselves into the worst franchise in all of sports.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! Easy, easy. We still got the Lions. We still got the Orioles. Yep, we I still, agree. We still got the Knicks. Come on, man! And uh, the worst. All of those
0: teams at least have more winning season than the Rockies. You're going a little bit farther.
1: I don't. I don't think that's.
0: I don't think. I don't think so. I think. I think the Montforts know as a fact that Coors Field is the most beautiful stadium in Major League Baseball. Because of where Colorado located, you've got four to five different states that kind of consider Colorado their teams and come in to make this a event, if you will, and go to Coors Field just to hang out. They're not going to watch the Rockies, ladies and gentlemen. They're going because of how beautiful that stadium is and the views you get and the sunsets you get and the atmosphere. And the Montforts know that. So they have no reason to put a good team on the field year in and year out because they're still going to get the ticket sales year in and year out. They have learned that. The fans have proven it, and due to that, they don't really spend money. And when they do, a couple years later, that dude is gone. So, call it a hot take, call it over the top, I don't care. I think they have now put themselves in that conversation as one of the worst franchises in all of sports.
1: I don't know if i go all of sports. I'd, still, I'd definitely say they're one of the worst franchises in baseball, but all of sports is a stretch.
0: Well, I mean, let's be honest. Florida Marlins, what do they do? Win a championship and then sell and fire sale the whole team. Wait 10 years, win a championship, go ahead, fire sale the whole team. They've done that twice now. Rockies haven't come anywhere close to that. Now, I will say they had a magical run. Rocktober was amazing. I think they win the World Series that year and beat Boston if they didn't have a seven-day layoff. But that was a miracle. It will never happen again until the Montforts dump the team. Which is going to be tough for them to do because it just keeps gaining value. Yeah, that's my problem. Until the fans say, we're not coming anymore, they have no reason to dump a moneymaker.
1: And I don't see that happening because Denver continues to grow as a city. And they just, there's they're just going to be something to hey, let's go see a Rockies game.
0: Yes, yes, and that's the problem. Because where the stadium's at. And let's let's be honest. Is there anywhere in the country that has better
1: summers than Colorado? It's pretty nice. Although I have a rule, I will never go see a baseball game during the day. Well, it's too that,
0: hot. Yeah, I mean, but that's kind of anywhere. It's it's disgusting. But a night game at Coors Field, eighty five degrees, no humidity, no bugs. It's pretty awesome. Cold drink in your hand. It's it's amazing. I'm not gonna lie. I love doing it. But man. I'm getting to the point now where I realize I'm part of the problem and I probably have to stop going to the
1: games if I'm going to keep saying this. I don't usually enjoy watching baseball for the most part until playoff baseball when everything matters. There's, I actually I enjoyed this season because it was only 60 games, so every game truly did matter. But when it's 162, there's so many games that just don't really matter. I think it's baseball
0: screwed up so bad this year in the way they decided to start the season. I honestly had kind of just forgot about it and put it out of sight, out of mind until playoffs started yesterday, and I'm not even really following it that much. Uh, I'll I'll start getting into it because the World Series and everything, I got to know what's going on, but man, they had a chance to be the show, the show, and gain who knows how many fans back, and they decided to start after everybody else, which was a
1: huge mistake. Duly noted. So... Well, thanks for sharing that, Caleb. It's always interesting to see kind of where folks' fandom yeah come from. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you know the the
0: situation was right. It had Denver is one of the few cities that has every professional major sport, including Major League Soccer and uh, uh, lacrosse, which is a little mind blowing when you think about it. We're we're considered a flyover city, flyover state, and yet we're one of only. I'd have to I'd have to sit down and really think about it again, but it's like five or six cities that that happens in nationwide, and you're talking New York, L.A., you know, the big guys. So it, it's it's really cool that I get that, and um, you know the fact that it's a quick drive back to Nebraska whenever I want to see a game. I kind of got the best of both worlds. Hmm, Nebraska. Hey guys, I'm telling you, I will get these guys when we're allowed to go back out to one of those games to experience that atmosphere. So they at least understand why I'm as crazy as I am.
1: I don't think it'll ever be as crazy as it was back in the 90s. But I will go and have a good time.
0: Hey, Memorial Stadium in Lincoln on game day becomes the third biggest city in the state. It's crazy. Well, that's because there's nothing in that state. There's not. There's not. But when you get 300,000 or so people within a one-mile vicinity of the stadium, it is one heck of an atmosphere. Oh, Nebraska fans. (laughs) Hey, I get get to see them start here in about a month and probably get run over and run through, but I'll be happy about it. So, uh, you know, we're going to soak up some sports as much as we can possibly get now that everything's back and rocking and rolling. Uh, We got the NBA Finals starting tonight. Uh, So, you know, ladies and gentlemen... Look out for everything. Keep an eye on it. Like Pinky said, we're going to have some uh, some ways to reach out to us. And reach out whatever you want, man. The show's called Sports, Nonsense, and Whiskey for a reason. So let's see what we can do here in the next weeks coming up and uh, keep this as fun and entertaining as
1: possible. It's okay to follow us on Spotify. It will alert you when the next show comes out.
0: With that being said, we will let... Uh, the new theme music of the show take us out. And I hope everybody has a wonderful week.
1: We'll see you next week, guys. Stay safe out there, guys. Peace out. I can show you where my the beat my soul if I never stood tall, nobody would
0: ever see. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave. If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the
1: beat stops, my soul. will